0: I am, like, growing increasingly tired. This happens a lot now and often. Minor health annoyance. I go to Google. I type it in, and it comes back, common in people over 50. Yeah, common yeah. in people over 50. Common in people over 50. <laughs> Fuck off. All right? <laughs> Seriously. All right? I get it. I get it. You,
1: you would rather it. Google tells you this is rare. You're probably dying.
0: Well, no. I mean, separate topic, but you mentioned on Slack how you don't like change. I don't like change. I hate change. Change scares the fuck out of me. Don't like it. Want to be a Buddhist. Can't be a Buddhist. because like the number one thing is got to accept change. Can't Mm -hmm. accept change. So like death to me, high on the list of. Change.
1: <laughs> it is my, my what little I understand fully about death uh, includes the fact that it is a dramatic change from life.
0: Yeah, right. And so I. It's a real anti-
1: adjustment. Takes some getting used to.
0: Yeah. No, I'm fully one thousand percent anti-death, and I don't right. like the idea that, like, really best case scenario, best, 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 best case scenario, like assuming like many factors, I am looking. I am over the horizon, like I' have more there is way right. less in front of me than there was behind me i don't i I don't like that man yeah
1: yeah i I have similar thoughts sometimes yes we are we are on the back nine best case scenario we just made the turn,
0: right, best get right. we just had a beer we're we're chilling out we're you know right. we're using the ball washer, you know, like uh, yeah, we just made the turn, but yeah, it's possible I'm on the fifteenth.
1: Well, hey, it's possible. Mean, I, po- I was about yeah. to say it's certainly possible you're on the green on eighteen right now. Right, right. There's whether no whether, whether you'll kidding. still be around when this podcast publishes, <laughs> <Right>. nobody <laughs> knows for sure.
2: Nobody knows. Gamble on, fellas. Gamble on <laughs>
1: again to Gamble On, the weekly gambling podcast presented by usbets.com. I'm Eric Raskin, U.S. Bets Managing Editor and Media Director, and I'm joined by my co-host, USBets Senior Analyst Jeff Edelstein. This week on Gamble On, sports betting is coming very soon to Florida and even sooner to Maine, and it turns out the NFL isn't the only sports league that can suspend players for gambling, as the NHL and PGA are both getting in on the fun.
0: Yeah, and also on the show today, we're going to be welcoming my buddy Justin Freeman from Run the Sims to talk about uh yeah, the sims i guess is what we're going to be talking about and uh you stay tuned for the very end of the show where i'm going to make some demands of the newest sports book in town but first eric as always plenty of news to discuss
2: here's your gamble on news of the week an inside look at the biggest stories in the world of gambling
1: Let's start with a quick curveball. This wasn't in our rundown until right before we started recording on Thursday morning, but we have a launch date for ESPN Bet, Tuesday, November 14th. And we also have the news that Daily Wager is no more. It's now ESPN Bet Live. I shouldn't have said it's no more. It's still there. It's just being renamed. Uh, Jeff, your off-the-dome thoughts on uh, this late-breaking news?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm ready for it. Let's see what you got here. You know, I'm going to save a lot of my thoughts for the very end here, but... uh, yeah, no, I'm, you know, it, it's it's good. They're, Tuesday seems like a nice day to launch, you know, nothing mm-hmm. much, you know, a few basketball games, hockey, you know, getting ready for football. We'll see, you know, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I'm i very curious <laughs> The to see. kind of
1: analysis you can only <laughs> well, get on Gamble On. Uh, yeah, it's good. We'll see.
0: Well, it's the truth, though. I mean, <laughs> I'm very, I'm curious to see how how much effort they're putting behind it, mm-hmm. you know. I mean that's really what it comes down to, like how how much effort is actually gonna, are they just going to drop it and pff, that's it? You know, I'm I'm going to talk about this at the end, but I'll, okay. I'll touch on it here, okay, real fast. Okay, I you know I've been a barstool customer, you know I have the app right, you know I'm sure, you know so when we when I download the ESPN ESPN app, you know, the ESPN bet app, am I a right. brand new customer? I doubt it. I think I should be treated as one
1: but mm, we'll talk. That's an you interesting question, right? You know? Okay. So,
0: I don't know. I don't know the answer to these questions. So that's why I say we'll see. Let me believe me, when once the app is available for download, I promise you I will be downloading it and I promise see? you I will have opinions.
1: Okay. All right, fine. I look forward to those opinions. Uh, I'll just uh, note about this this date. It's Uh, Not to pat myself on the back too hard, but uh, to pat myself on the back. It's right in line with what I wrote as a prediction several weeks ago, that they would be live no later than Monday, November 20th, to have betting for the Eagles-Chiefs Monday night football game on ESPN. But I said probably they'd be up and running heading into that weekend. So I was kind of guessing something like Friday the 17th or Saturday the 18th. Instead, they're aligning with the start of the NFL week, basically, after the previous Monday night football game ends. Tuesday new NFL week. Here's the ESPN bet and and it gives them a few days to deal with issues that may pop up before the Sunday NFL games begin. Yeah. So it really makes sense all around the timing of this.
0: So you only wanted to talk about this just to give yourself a pat on the back in the prediction. That's
1: fair. I, re- I respect that. Mostly. I wouldn't yeah. say I wouldn't say solely for that purpose, but mostly, um, Mostly. No, I, respect the, that. I I have one other point to make though uh, that doesn't yes. congratulate me for anything, uh, but uh, that just the daily wager thing. Um, it, uh, it's notable that uh, you remember the show Lock It In on Fox Bet with Cousin Sal and uh, Todd What's-His-Name and uh, the uh, the southern right-wing guy who I'm black like, Clay Travis. Yep, yep. Um, so that was called Lock It In, and then they changed the name to Fox Bet Live.
2: Uh, mm.
1: this, this is ESPN Bet Live. Uh, they eventually disappeared, uh, as did Fox Bet. Um, I'm not drawing any conclusions that this will be similar. Just noting the, the exact naming convention has been tried before.
0: And if we ever did a show, a TV show, I guess it would be Gamble on Bet. Live. Live. (laughs)
1: Yes. Clearly we are uh we are meant to be heard, heard and seen live.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: All right, uh let's get to what was our top story prior to the ESPN bet news. Uh the athlete gambling violation bug is spreading as two major sports leagues announced their first suspensions late last week. On Thursday, the NHL suspended Shane Pinto of the Ottawa Senators for 41 games, half a season, for a gambling violation. But the league wouldn't reveal any specifics, aside from reports that league sources said Pinto didn't bet on NHL games. The next day, the PGA Tour announced the suspensions of two corn Ferry Tour players, Vince India for six months and Jake Stiano for three months, and also shared few details except to say they bet on PGA events but not events they played in. Stiano said on a podcast that he made four golf bets two years ago, totaling $116.20, and insisted he is, quote, not a degenerate gambler. India, who has the longer suspension, revealed no details of his betting, but did take to social media to offer an apology for his, quote, poor decisions. Jeff, your thoughts on the suspensions, on whether a wave of non-NFL suspensions is likely coming now that they've begun, and on the NHL and PGA saying so little about what the violations entailed.
0: Uh, I mean, first off, let's let's dispense with all the hand wringing because, Lord knows, athletes were betting long before PASPA got repealed. But now mm-hmm. it's just easier to ferret them out, I guess, right? I mean, right. so okay, whatever. Uh, you know, and clearly we're still like in the education phase for these athletes. Um, I guess you know if you're not in the industry and don't understand that, like, you know, Sport Radar, or GeoComply, or whatever can like pinpoint you to like which toilet you're sitting on when you place your wagers in your house, um. You think you can get away with it, I, I would assume. You know what right. I mean? Athletes are testing the, the, the waters, testing the system. And, okay. you know, if you're an athlete and you're paying the slightest bit of attention, you're going to realize that you can't get away with it, um, that it's not worth it. So, is there a wave coming? I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't know. You know, I, who, again, hashtag analysis. I, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe not. I, I don't, I, I don't, you know, it's not a trend just yet. Right. But the one thing I do, I, I agree with you, like the NHL. I think, but not telling us what it's for, you know, and these, these corn fairy golfers being suspended, but then not telling us what it's for. I mean, I what are they hiding like that? Right. I don't understand that. Who's that serving? That doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Yeah. Um, I will note that uh, in, in one of the stories I edited on this, uh, the writer called him Vince Indiana, which uh, I, I made the edit, but, uh, but with reluctance, because Vince Indiana is just a million times cooler name than Vince right India. There. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was yeah. named Vince Indiana. Yeah. I'd be I'd be doing big things in the world if I were Vince Indiana. Uh, anyway, speaking of, speaking, of uh, yes. things,
0: speaking of things that sound kind of similar to Vince Indiana, did you happen to watch the uh, just long, they just did, it hit a few days ago, the Netflix three part John Gotti documentary?
1: I did not. I haven't uh, seen good. it. It's good. Yeah?
0: It's so it's it, you think, you know, everything about like whatever or whatever they, 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 they it was a nice like three hour summation of like, you know, the whole thing. It was fantastic. Just hearing hearing the uh, these mobsters talk, you know, it's it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. That's
1: awesome. Are are you drawing the connection because you think John Gotti is a cool name, or that there are names like Vince Indiana of other mobsters? Well, in Vincent,
0: there? Vince Indiana. I mean, if you're not doing something crooked, and your na- then your name's not Vince Indiana.
1: <laughs> I guess so. Right. You know. Okay. Uh, all right. Adding that to the list. Although uh, don't want to go too far down the side path, but uh, I'm finally. Uh, Net- Netflix is finally blocking some of my password stealing use. I, uh, really? I can still get it on the app. I've I've been using my mom's account forever.
0: Yeah, no, I've been using my dad's. <laughs> uh, and and
1: I and I had heard about people getting cracked down upon over the over recent months, and uh, I was fine for a while, and then it won't work on my TVs anymore, but it does work on on my phone, my computer, whatever, and I can I do have a way to hardline my computer into my TV, so I'm making do, but it's uh, mildly inconvenient. Oh, this is terrible
0: news. <laughs> it I don't really have to is. Pay for this stuff?
1: No, no, absolutely not. Um, all right. So anyway, back to the story here. Uh, the The big thing to me is is what you were saying at the end there about the, the the lack of transparency from these leagues just doesn't make sense. You you don't have to tell us exactly how many bets they placed or for how much money or whatever, but tell us exactly what rule was violated so every other athlete has awareness of what not to do. You know, if, if the NFL had never revealed that a bunch of these players bet at team facilities, just said they violated the rules, they're suspended. Then we would surely still be hearing right now about new players popping up because there wouldn't be full awareness among them that you can't do that, that you you can't bet on an NBA game from the team hotel or whatever. Um, I think the NHL and PGA are just begging for more problems by not getting specific about the violations. And it just leads to wild speculation. Like, Seriously, what what exactly could Pinto have done if right. he didn't bet on NHL games to warrant a half season suspension? Yeah, did he know. did he share injury information with a friend who then bet, or did he build an NFL teaser where he teased through zero, which we we all know is an unforgivable sin? Uh, like seriously, though, people have no choice but to speculate when you aren't upfront about it as a league. Right, right, I agree. Um, and and I'll also just say if Stianno is being honest about placing a few. 20 or $30 bets, mostly on the made-for-TV stuff with Tiger and Phil or whatever it was that, that y- you assume isn't even a sanctioned PGA event, then three months feels like a lot. Um, it, it, based on what he said he did, it, it's just a little innocent recreational dabbling. I would think, like, missing one tournament is fair punishment rather than th- three months. Again, if he's being honest about how much betting he did and what he bet on. But again, one guy gets six months, the other gets three months the public ought to be informed as to what they each did, what the differences were, so other golfers can avoid the same mistakes. Seems reasonable to me. All right. uh, Moving along, big news out of Florida on Wednesday morning, with various lawsuits still in various stages of appeal. The Seminole Tribe announced that from December 7th through 11th, it will launch new gambling options at its assorted brick-and-mortar casinos in the state, including craps, roulette, and the one that has the industry's attention, sports betting. The announcement made no mention of online sports betting, rather implying that just in-person sports books would be opening, but South Florida Sports Talk radio host Andy Slater tweeted that his sources tell him the Hard Rock bet app will relaunch in the next two to three weeks before the retail sports books open. U.S. Bets and Sports Handle were not able to independently confirm what Slater's sources allegedly told him, but it sure looks like retail sports betting, at least, is coming to Florida next month. Uh, Jeff, do you consider this a big deal if mobile isn't part of the plan yet? And uh, you think we can convince Calvin Ridley to do a ribbon cutting and place the first bet at the Seminole Casino nearest to Jacksonville?
0: Oh, would you please leave poor or poor Calvin alone? <laughs> I mean, come on, he he did he did the crime. He served his time. He's trying to get on with this. True.
1: Please, All right, fine.
0: Uh, retract. Come
1: on, <laughs> I retract uh, although although listeners will notice that i didn't I didn't edit it out. I'm simply <laughs> I'm leaving it in and retracting
0: fair um yeah, any sports betting legalization news and your you know Supreme Court news is a big deal, whether or not they go mobile immediately or not um but i mean I, I, I I'm sure they're going to launch mobile as soon as they can, as soon as they feel like they're ready, I'm sure. Um, And I I obviously hope for both business reasons for, you know, our business and for the freedom of choice reasons for Florida betters that somehow, some way other sports books are allowed to open at some point in the future. But honestly, if it's just going to be hard rock bet that has an online casino, I kind of actually have hopes that they will be decent, um, People running the operation are good people. You know, I've spoken to them. Their app, I still think, is one of the. You know, I have it here in New Jersey. It is lightning fast, right. uh, pleasant to look at. You know, if it's a one horse town in Florida, uh, Florida residents could certainly do worse than Hard Rock Bet. So, right, okay. you know.
1: um, I, I am dubious of what Andy Slater is reporting. Any anyone who starts a tweet with an all caps Slater scoop. Eh, Yeah, you you suspect. Uh, I I think if uh, mobile was coming in the next few weeks, they would have said so in the announcement. Um, I would figure they're still concerned about launching the app and at some point having to shut it down again, whereas they're not concerned about the legality of opening brick and mortar sports books, not to mention craps and roulette. So so they're starting with that. But yeah, we'll see. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. But I'm guessing that mobile is not going live in 2023. Hmm. And if that's the case, then Yeah, this is still a big story, but it's a tiny fraction of how big it could be. Um, I know you don't want me to mention Ridley, but this is is a side note that doesn't prey on on his issues. Uh, But uh, it it just it wasn't until I was putting together this outline that it even clicked in my head that Ridley had signed with a team based in the state where he placed his sports bets. Was was it just me? Was I slow on the uptake there that it didn't click that? Oh, he's he's going to Jacksonville and that's in Florida and that's where he placed his bets.
0: I, 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 I will just call that like a uh, non-important coincidence, I think.
1: <laughs> OK, non important. I'm very good at spotting non-important coincidences. It's kind of my special. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, this are, is this is not this is this is neither uh, 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 causation or correlation.
1: OK, none of the above. Just none of the above. Yeah. Use useless coincidences. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Trivial observations with Eric Raskin available at at all <laughs> times of day. Uh, all right. For our third story this week, we go all the way up the coast from sunny Florida to increasingly chilly Maine. And Maine, like Florida, is ready to launch sports betting. Like, really ready. This Friday, ready. Uh, on Wednesday, with two days' notice, we learned that two sports betting apps are in the clear to launch Friday at 9 a.m., DraftKings and Caesars, each of which is partnered with a tribe in Maine. Brick and mortar sports books are also allowed in Maine, but no such licenses have been claimed yet. Caesars has announced its sign up offer. Place a $50 bet, get $100 in bonus bets. Uh, Jeff, you ready to take a road trip to Maine to go bonus hunting? Uh, I will set the over under on the amount you have to say about the Maine sports betting launch at 59 and a half seconds. Uh, I'm starting the timer now. Let's see how I do
0: think you might want to take the under on that uh, <laughs> first of all i i am unclear maine is a, it's a that's a u.s uh territory
1: <laughs> it is a state it's in the the the, the top right corner
0: Top right corner. Okay. So I'm happy for the residents of Maine, uh, of America. Uh, Good for (laughs) Maine. Uh, You know, go Black Bears. I I, I had to look that up.
1: Okay. Um,
0: I don't understand at this point why sports betting is not legal in like all 53 or 58, how many many states there are. Uh, Say hello to Canada. (laughs) I'm taking
1: taking the under on both of those numbers.
0: All right. That's fair. Uh, Say hello to Canada. Sure. I mean that's they're they're close to Canada, New, Newfoundland. I think mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing that right. Is, is I so. Just off the coast there. Uh, yeah, good for Maine. <laughs> okay. Good for the legislature. You know, we're we're five years into this already. <laughs> I, I don't understand.
1: All right. Yep. The under That's came it. in. You you almost dragged it out at the end there to, to hit the over, but not quite. Still came up a few seconds short. Um, Yeah. And I, I have almost nothing to add. I'll hit the under, too. I'll just note that a, a duopoly isn't great for the citizens of the state, but it's better than a monopoly. And uh, Maine is a small sure. state, population of about 1.3 million. It could only really sustain so many sports books anyway, I guess. Um, but uh, now we're just waiting on Vermont to launch. They've already legalized. Uh, we're waiting on them to launch, and you'll be able to place mobile sports bets anywhere in New England.
0: That's people? 1.3 million? They have that
1: many? <laughs> yes. I don't believe they were counting pets. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Good for men. Yeah. Welcome right.
0: welcome to the union.
1: Black bears. Yes. <laughs> is that is that like the college sports team, or is that like the state University animal? Okay, I right.
0: the Black Bears. I believe okay. based all on right. my based on my 0. 0.2 seconds of Google research.
1: Right. Okay. Um all right. Uh, since that was a a brief third story, we both hit the under on our analysis. Let's uh take a moment and uh, make good on our promise from last week. Uh let's each guess what the National Sports Book revenue rankings will look like on January 1st, 2026. Uh Ooh. as per as per our discussion last week, we uh said we'd each put together a top 7 we can explain or justify as much or as little as we want. You can just rank them and not comment, or you can uh, comment along the way. Uh, Jeff, uh, I'm making you go first.
0: Well, let's 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 go, let's, let's go uh, back and forth. Let's start seven. Let's see what our sevens are. Oh,
1: okay, all right. All right. That's a fun way to do it. All so, right. So, what's your seven?
0: Bet 365.
1: Hey, that's my seven. This is going to be really boring if we happen to have the exact (laughs) same seven in the exact same order. But yeah,
0: uh, I mean, I think Bet 365, they are still slow rolling it, but I mm -hmm. think they're going to continue to grow. So I think I think they'll be a top seven.
1: Yeah, I, that's kind of what I figure uh, that they're, they're, they're not in enough states to get higher than seventh uh, unless they expand no, a whole right. bunch in the next sure. couple of years. But seven seems right. OK, so are we doing snake draft style? Do I have to yeah, go, go first uh, with yeah. six? All right. I've got yeah, Caesar, go I've got Caesars at six.
0: Same, same.
1: Oh, boy, this could be really boring. What you got at five?
0: Fanatics. Hey,
1: I got Fanatics at five. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you got at four? BetMGM. Bet MGM.
0: See, that's where we my okay. three and four are different. I, I okay. went ESPN bet at four,
1: okay, bet at, uh,
0: and bet MGM at three.
1: All right, I, I flipped them. ESPN bet three, bet MGM four, and I'll admit that maybe I'm just uh, getting caught up in the the momentum of today's news with the ESPN bet. I could so, have it wrong, but
0: but with ESPN and Fanatics, I, the reason that I have them ranked as high as I do, and basically like taking over from Caesars uh, and in New York, case taking over from Bet MGM, is that like I, if you're getting into it at this point in time. You know, this is, I I feel like we're at the go big or go home stage if you're going to try to be a big retail sportsbook in America. Like, so you you can't come into this like wading into the waters. Like, you have to come in hard. Um, ESPN bed will be in 17 states. Fanatics, I think, 15. I don't want to, don't quote me. Somewhere in that
1: uh, neighborhood. That's, yeah.
0: But, you know, know, and obviously, you know, Fanatics has, has the benefit of being in New York where ESPN is not yet
1: yet right
0: uh so that that's obviously going to be important uh for like overall handle but yeah so all right so and what's your what's your one two
1: so i went with uh given the the momentum they have and the way they're spending kind of feel like riding the hot hand DraftKings one FanDuel two you're the same exactly the same all right
0: so we we flipped mgm and espn other than that, that right we're Yep.
1: All, right. All right, so uh, I don't know if we're guilty of some sort of groupthink or if we basically just have the, the rankings uh, pretty much correct, but I guess we'll find out in a couple of years.
0: The, the, the bookmark this podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that is definitely what you do with podcasts. Yep, bookmark it. It's time to welcome a special guest from the world of gambling.
2: Let's get to the Gamble On interview.
1: As regular listeners know, when we have a DFS-oriented guest on the pod, my co-host Jeff likes to steer at least part of the conversation towards Sims and how they've changed and will change fantasy. This week, we're diving all the way in with the guy who has Sims in the name of his site, RunTheSims.com's Justin Freeman. Justin, welcome to Gamble On.
2: I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. uh, Jeff, you know what's up in the world of DFS. Nobody is as glued in and plugged in to DFS as Jeff. He knows Sims are taking over the world, and we're going (laughs) to talk about why everybody needs Sims here today, right? Uh,
1: So so give us a little of of your background, uh, Justin. How how did you get into DFS in the first place? What were you doing before Run the Sims, and, and what led you to create this site?
2: I think like a lot of people, like I got into DFS during the like height of the marketing boom, which of course is cycling back around with the same two companies, DraftKings God. and FanDuel, <laughs> just like slashing each other for market share. But of course, like this was always kind of the end game, right? They they lure us in with the fancy DFS million dollar prizes and then suck us dry with their sports betting product, right? <laughs> so I, was, uh, I was one of those guys for a while and uh, just kind of like a very uh, interested player, like couldn't get enough content. Uh, you know, in my ears for uh, trying to figure out how to solve this game, how to play it. Um, Obviously it seemed like a lot of, it's like poker in a way that like you see the same guys sort of at the final table every year, right? Like you see the same uh, players at the top of the leaderboard slate after slate after slate. It's like, okay, this isn't just a luck thing. There is some skill there. And so I've just been like an advanced hobbyist for the longest time, like trying to figure out how do you like grind an edge here in DFS. And then, you know, I, I kind of like sort of independently arrived at this thought process about simulation. And I think other people were starting to think that way, too, about like maybe this is a way of better understanding the full range of outcomes, not just for a player but for an entire game or an entire slate of yeah, you know, sort of codependent things that are all going on together. So that's kind of been my story. Is just like I want to solve the puzzle, man. That's all I'm interested in. It's so fun, like the the angle shooting and all that. It just kind of gets my competitive juices flowing. So,
1: so you describe yourself as a as a hobbyist. At least you were. I'm not sure. Do you, I'm curious what was your what was your career prior to this, or do you still have a a
2: day job and this is still a side thing? Yeah, still, still have a day job. And so I'm able to run this. Uh, luckily, a lot of our processes are fairly automated at this point. There's still a lot of hand massaging, of course, into these numbers because every little input changes things like that tiny, tiny amount. And so the difference between having Chris Godwin's target share at 24% versus 22% may mean all the difference in the world between whether you're profitable or not. So like, we're constantly in the weeds uh, going through that stuff. But luckily, a lot of the sort of heavy lifting and things that I think give us the biggest edge are kind of built in. So, yeah, I, I do still have a full time job. This is still like a, a kind of a, a exhaustive time, uh, laborsome <laughs> hobby of mine. But no, it's so much fun, man. Yeah.
0: I, I occasionally will list DFS play as, as a job when I'm going through like what I do for a living in front of my wife just to annoy her. Uh, <laughs> That it works in, so invariably.
2: Right. <laughs> you know, whenever you have to like pull the car over on your Sunday afternoon <laughs> so you can get your late slops, <laughs> you know it, it's a job at that
0: yep. point It is. It is. It is. Uh, yeah, Sims. You know, there was you. You know, Saber Sim. There was Run the Sims. But in the last year, I feel like it's really, really exploded. Uh, roto Grinders just launched their product. um So now that like it's really like getting to be like you know, really out there, like a lot of people know about it. What, what do you think is like the biggest misconceptions about what your product and what other Sims products like can and can't do?
2: The biggest misconception I think right now is that a Sim can't possibly learn how to play the way that I, a brain player, a knower of all things, a knower of ball <laughs> would know how to play, right? It can't possibly know how to pull the knobs and levers the way I would do it, you know? And to a certain extent, that's right. But to a certain extent, it's also wrong in the sense that we will certainly we are approaching uh, that level of sort of intuition and what the, the things that the sim is accounting for, um, and it's only going to get better and better and better. It's like technology. I mean, this is a technology product. It's going to get better and better and resemble more and more of those sort of nuanced things that a lot of DFS uh, edge players view as their edge, and and the more and more like right now. Sim products, I think are focused on trying to hit like the 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 meat of the market you know the the eighty percent of you know sort of mean outcomes and not worry about the ten percent things that happen on the on each edge of it, but you know how do we like sort of cover the most likely things and then as sort of time evolves, like we are gonna pick up more and more of those edge cases where I think a lot of really smart players are still you know. Uh, I, I don't think they're under any threat currently to losing their edge. But you know, I think the general conception is the the computer can't know ball, but the computer can know ball and the computer can pick up on some of those edges.
0: I hesitate to ask because I haven't I haven't glimpsed at anything yet for this week, but like where have you looked for this coming week? Because I have a specific question because I think that it is this really like lands like right in this space here. The the commanders cannot defend the pass at all. They cannot defend the pass. They are playing the Patriots with Mac Jones and three wide receivers who probably one of us could slip in and nobody would know the difference. <laughs> I'm curious. Where, where, where's, where's Mac hitting in this, this week?
2: Let me see how far I have to scroll down. Uh, <laughs> so he's well, priced like- at, he's priced at $4,900. We have not projected to be optimal uh, on the DraftKings main slate, just under 4% of the time currently. So, Um, yeah, that's, that's, I'd say that's primarily an avoid unless his, he's going to be like literally 1% on, in which case, like another thing that could also vault his, uh, sort of frequency up is when we start mixing in these low price Patriots receivers, because now all of a sudden you can pair Demario Douglas, you can pair, you know, Hunter Henry or whoever like that to fill out the tight end spot. Now, all of a sudden I've got three Patriots in my lineups and I've spent no money. And so you're not really playing Patriots because they're the Patriots and they're you know, we we love the Patriots passing game or we hate the Washington defense. We're playing them because now all of a sudden I'm fitting in, you know, Cooper Cup into the lineup or I'm fitting in uh, Alvin Kamara into the lineup. Oh, there's Jonathan Taylor. those high priced guys who now make a lot of sense because we've punted at a position where like it, it kind of makes a little bit of cost salary saving sense. And so that's exactly the type of problem that a simulation is attempting to solve is right. how do the, how do these mixing and matching of different player types work together to form a cohesive lineup that can vault you up to first place?
0: Well, I'll tell you right now, I'm pulling that knob and lever 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 this week. And if, <laughs> and if I'm no, and if I'm no longer hosting the podcast next week, that that'll be why.
2: Yeah, well, if we can solve lever versus lever and routes versus roots while that, we're here oh. today. We will have really covered some ground.
1: Uh, where do you stand on data versus data? That one gets me every time.
2: I, I mix them up, man. I hate yeah. to say that uh, I I have yet to pick a side in the great data versus data. <laughs> data, right? Data.
1: Like I, I'm them. like you. I, I, I'm inconsistent from one sentence to the next.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so sports betting talk has gone more mainstream these days than DFS talk. So a question here for the sports betting crowd. Has all your DFS research led you to significant profitability betting player props? Like, are, are there obvious inefficiencies in those markets that you find each week?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And as a uh, North Carolina citizen, I am a little bit uh, locked in a box in terms of my ability to go do this myself. But I do uh, venture across the state line to Virginia every once in a while. You know, uh, I'm sure Jeff would never do such a thing. Uh, <laughs> but, 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 you know, I, I, I actually
1: I'm in Pennsylvania and Jeff's in New Jersey. So there was a brief period where I was driving into his state before <laughs> my state launched to, to go to Starbucks and get some bets in every Friday afternoon
2: exactly now that we have any kind of problem or anything uh but Uh, yeah it's been it's been profitable we actually just uh the funny thing is you know we're running these simulations we get these data points and they're just you know they sit in a database in a cloud somewhere right uh and and so it's like we're, we're trying to think more and more about how do we how do we use this information uh to create you know edges elsewhere And it became very natural to look at how we could beat props market. And so we have just recently launched uh, what's called our Prop Sniper uh, on Run the Sims. And basically it is an odds board that looks not only at sort of like our baseline projection on any player, but that full range of outcomes against the sort of listed price. You know, so Jalen Warren currently listed at minus 114 for under 18 and a half Passing uh, receiving yards at FanDuel, we like that, you know, we need that bet to hit at 53.3% of the time to justify minus 114. We have it hitting at 63.5% of the time. So there's that 10.2% of edge. And so that's the layer of specificity that we're able to get to uh in, in those types of situations. And so yeah, th- those have. Uh, been been pretty profitable for us so far this year. We, we've luckily been able to cash in on a few of those. And we just recently last listed uh, first touchdown, anytime touchdowns, Mostly because I love that bet. I think it's such a fun bet. <laughs> it's so easy. It's early. Once you move on, you can go figure something else out and you don't have to waste your whole day or whatever. But I, I love that sweat and it's so cool to see it coming in at one o'clock.
1: And and with the first touchdown, you're actually finding occasions where there is value on because it seems like one of those markets just from the outside where the sports book can just take advantage of betters who want to have fun and and offer markets without any value. But you occasionally see someone who's priced uh, that incorrectly. huh?
2: Well, the, this is a prime example. This is like uh, Gambling Education 101, line shopping. It does not get any more important than a volatile market like first touchdown bets because you could get a guy at plus 800 at Caesars, but he's plus 2,000 at DraftKings or whatever the numbers may be. They are wildly different across the board. And the difference when you hit on one of those um, you know, think about how many more free bets that equals when you go from the worst line to the best line. It's mm-hmm. massive, and it completely changes whether it's a good bet or a bad bet. So, yeah, I would definitely, if you're in a state that has, you know, domestic sports betting, like have as many accounts in as many places as possible, so that you can shop for those lines. Because you're essentially sacrificing like direct bankroll every time you you bet into a bad line. And like, if you're a hundred dollar better, you're talking about in increments of a hundred bucks. Like, that's a big, big deal. And so usually we're finding it's not usually the the star of the show. Like it's not usually, um, you know, Cooper cup that we see the value on. It's usually like that you know maybe midline tight end maybe it's the tyler higby in that offense Mm -hmm. you know maybe it's the you know we we saw some value on deandre hopkins a guy who hadn't scored a touchdown all year he was one that hit last week for a first touchdown we saw a a mega value on that i think at 1400 and so yeah it's just we're finding small edges and so those edges are only like uh like a two percent delta between sort of what you need to win at and what the what we call the true odds um, but yeah, there are some opportunities like that if you do have enough options to bet into. All
0: right, put up, put on your uh, you know Nostradamus hat here, Sims. You, you know, five years ago you would have gotten blank looks from everybody. Where where is this headed? How far down the rabbit hole can we go? I mean, it's starting. It's already starting to feel like you know there's like two mirrors on either side of me, and like it just go. You know what? Uh, you know. Who Are you going to play? Means who am I going to play? Means who are you going to play? I mean, how, how deep does this rabbit hole go? Do you, do you see
2: it's yeah, that layering is so funny because if simulations are impacting ownership and yeah, you know, say in DFS, then ownership is impacting simulation and then simulation, then it's like it keeps cycling on itself. But honestly, it's no different than what we've seen for years in the past in terms of how DFS content teams the content itself was the thing that that steered people in a certain direction i can't tell you how many times you know mike williams over keenan allen was going to be the sneaky low owned play of the week your gpp dart throw guy and then all of a sudden every tout site's talking don't forget about mike williams and then all of a sudden mike williams is 20 percent on and keenan allen's 10 percent. it's like where did that come from well that's the that's that same cycling of information uh that i think you're going to see with sim so there's always going to be moves and counter moves Um, But I I think as the sim gets smarter, the more and more things like that will have baked in. You'll have like less of a specific, say, ownership projection for a particular player and more like a range. And then you could simulate out these ranges. So what's funny is you're just going to have sims of sims, which is going to be kind of crazy and next level and requires a lot of computing power. So I don't think these products are going to get cheaper anytime soon. Like having like spun up a lot of this ourselves, like, there is a lot of compute going on behind the scenes and there's direct costs associated with that. And so, um, yeah, I I think there's always just going to be iterations in those counter moves for sure.
0: Right. Let me real quick. So one of my great joys in life and like, I'm I'm not even joking is like sitting down and playing around and putzing around and, and putting some lineups together. And like you know, when like you're down to 7,400 and you're like, oh, my God, you know, DeAndre Swift was perfect, you know, and just like, you know, that feeling. Do you do you still play around like that or do you just depend solely on like, you know, what, what your software, you know, what your Sims are telling you?
2: A lot of times, to my own detriment, I I, I do still like to play that way. I think I cost myself a lot, a lot of money just doing this two weeks ago instead of trusting the Sims. Not that we're bringing up any pain points or anything. uh, Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I, I think that's what's fun, right? Like, what we try to do with our Sim tool is still give the user enough sort of wiggle room to make their stand on the game. Like, what is the thing that you believe in, like, I think this whole Zach Moss experiment is dead. It's Jonathan Taylor season, baby. Let's crank him up to 75% of the rush attempts and 15% of the targets, just like the old Jonathan Taylor of old. Zach Moss, your yesterday's news. Now let's run the Sims and see what happens. And that, I think, satisfies that itch to say, I do have a take. I do have an opinion. And I do know ball, and I think this is the thing that everybody's sleeping on this week. And you can go in and modify that and then get lineups that look like that. Um, you know, and and then we're we're, we're gonna value those up, you know, a, a bit higher as we go. So yeah, I think there's hopefully we're trying to we're trying to middle that because what you've described is exactly what everybody wants to do when they're playing DFS is like I want to have control of a lineup that I like. Like I don't want to play a bunch of scrubs that you know, I could care about or they're on my least favorite team or whatever, like screw those guys, Uh, even if they are profitable. Um, You know, so it's, it's tough as like a builder of tools to try to think of ways to give users that level of customization that I think they want. Because I I think everybody does want to say, Hey, I knew that thing. I called that thing. And that's why I won that money.
1: Great stuff. Uh, We got a lot out of this. And I think you got something out of this as well knowing that jeff is going to build 95 percent mac jones lineups this week you can adjust the sims to account for that so it's really a, a win-win conversation here justin uh thanks so much for coming on the podcast i'll tell all the listeners you can find him on twitter at justin freeman 18 and of course find uh, his work at runthesims.com. uh justin thanks so much for coming on gamble on
2: appreciate it guys enjoy two,
1: two men ten thousand dollars
2: Will they run it up or blow it all? It's time to check in on the Gamble On bankroll.
1: We'll get to bagels and locks shortly, but first, let's update our betting bankroll. And we had an up-and-down week uh, that ended on an up-note. Uh, we finished down on our NFL bets, specifically because of my NFL bet. My five-team, underdog, moneyline, round-robin needed two winners out of five to see any return. And we only had one winner, the Vikings, which meant we lost the whole 130 bucks. Uh Jeff had a three-leg parlay of games going over 43.5 points and in classic parlay fashion, Two legs won easily while Texans Panthers fell short. We lost $50 there. But Jeff's three-team tees hit, the Ravens and Lions covering minus two comfortably. The Pats just sneaking inside plus 15.5 with a 14-point loss. So we won $80 on that. And then good news on Wednesday night, the Rangers won the World Series, and Corey Seager was named MVP, and I bet him last week for $40 at plus 550 So that's a $220 win, along with a $10 loss on Gurriel as a long-shot candidate on the Arizona side. And uh, by the way, speaking of the Rangers-Diamondbacks World Series, a quick correction, I got some details wrong in the cold open last week when I was talking about our friend Brad Feinberg's $200 bet at 400-1 to one on an exact Rangers over Diamondbacks outcome. I guessed he made several bets with different combinations of teams. He told me, nope, uh, just this one. He couldn't oh, find wow. any others where he liked the price. He said he would have made more, but uh, but just wasn't liking anyone, any combos except this one. And uh, I said the bet was made at the start of the playoffs, Nope again. He made it in June when uh, oh my bo- gosh. both teams were enjoying hot starts but generally weren't being taken seriously as title contenders and he jumped on it taking them seriously. Um but uh, I was correct to guess that he would hedge. Unfortunately for him, he did place a big hedge bet on Arizona at the start of the series thus eating into his profits. Uh still one heck of a win there for Brad, uh, our win, uh much smaller much faker, uh, but we ended up winning $110 overall on the week, so we're now down by 4141 We also have $2,811 on Holden Futures bets, and that leaves us with $3,048 available to bet with this week. And you're up first, Jeff.
0: I'm going to continue my uh, teasing ways here. Sure. You know, I, I'm having a great year teasing everywhere. Um don't so jinx it. I'm knocking there? wood as you say this. It, there, there's no – I don't believe in any of that shit. So <laughs> there's no jinxing. I'm doing great. Period. End of story. Uh, three team tees, 100 bucks at MGM for it to win 160 Browns, we're going to tease them down to giving two points at home to the Cardinals. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to tease the Saints down to giving two and a half to the Bears at home. Mm-hmm. and uh, then I'm going to take uh, Seattle getting 12 uh, in Baltimore. I just, that you know, the, the first two are kind of obvious, you know, Browns and Saints, you know, teasing it down through a touchdown and a field goal as home favorites. The Seahawks, I, I just feel like, you know, uh, Pete Carroll, they're they're not a team that gets blown out. They're not built to get blown out. They have a very, very, very good and underrated defense. Pete Carroll wants to, play, you know, keep the ball on the ground. I, 12 points is just, that seems like entirely too many points, you know, once you're teasing it.
1: Yeah, I, I actually, uh, that was maybe the the leg that I was uh, most on in terms of before it was even teased. Like I thought Seattle plus six uh, or five and a half I was mostly seeing, but some sixes too. is just too much that, uh, that I, I was wrong in guessing that there was a chance the Cardinals might uh, upset the Ravens last week. But it uh, some sort yeah. of Ravens letdown is coming. They're riding a little too high. So yeah, uh, yeah, I like on paper, all three legs yeah. of this tease make a lot of sense.
0: Every on paper tease makes sense. <laughs> yes, you can't not make a three team tease that doesn't look good on paper. It's impossible.
1: That's, that's basically true. Getting, <laughs> yeah. giving yourself an extra six points on any leg of anything always looks yeah. always looks perfect. Always looks great. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, all right. Um, my first bet here. Uh, these are happy times in 76ers land. Uh, James Harden is gone. Uh, Daryl Morey actually swung a rather nice trade for him. Uh, it is Embiid and Maxi's team now, surrounded by role players plus assets that they maybe trade for a third star later. But for now, it's their team. Let's celebrate with a simple two-leg SGP on tonight's home game against the Raptors. I'm looking for Maxi to shine and for Embiid to keep embracing his role as a much-improved passer who can find cutters now that the Sixers have a coach creative enough to employ cutters. Uh, Embiid's assists in three games this season, six, eight, seven. Maxi's points, 31, 34, 26. At FanDuel, we're looking for 30 points from Maxi, 50-50-ish, I'd say, and six assists from Embiid. Maybe better than 50-50-ish. I think 60-40-ish, something like that. But let's let's say they're both 50-50-ish. Then plus 300 would be a fair price, right? Uh, mm-hmm. This same game parlay instead comes out to plus 545. Hmm. So now, again, that's because while I consider Maxi getting to 30 points, 50, 50 ish, his like line for the game is uh, believes that like his 26 last game is more who right. he is. But I've been watching him for a few years. I think he's a 30 point guy half the time, at least. So let's go, Sixers. Let's go, Maxie. F.U. Harden, $40 to win
0: 218. All right. I, that's fun. It's a fun bet. I like that bet. Okay. All right. So I'm putting my money where my mouth is here. Couple of bets that I'm putting in, and I I I can't find a same game parlay this early in the week on this, but like at some point, let's just mash them together for 20 bucks. I'll let you handle that. Okay. uh, On the back end, but give me Mac Jones over 217 and a half passing yards at uh, minus 110 for, you know, 110 bucks. Mm -hmm. And uh, give me Mac Jones over one and a half passing touchdowns at bet 365 for plus 180 for another 100 bucks. Uh, Jones has hit the passing yardage over three out of eight times this year. So it's not like it's a guarantee, but again, the commanders cannot play pass defense ever. And I'm trusting, hoping, praying that Bill Belichick and company like, you know, don't mash their heads against the wall and just let Mac throw the ball because again, it doesn't matter who's catching it. This, the, the commanders can't stop it. And as far as the over one and a half touchdowns, I mean, he to be fair, I mean, he's only done it twice. He's done it three times also, but twice in the last two weeks. Okay. So, you know, they are throwing the ball a little bit more. Right. And, it, and this this is just a pure, you know, matchup play. I, I just, you know, is it possible that the Patriots run Ramondre, you know, 400 times and Zeke? I mean, I guess, but it's not the easiest way to go about it. So right. I'm 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 going with what they should
1: do. Okay. All right. So it's 110 on the yardage, 100, 100. on the touchdowns and a $20 yep. SGP at a price to come to Let be told right. to me later. Okay. Yes.
0: All right. Yes.
1: Uh, okay. Uh, I have uh, another, uh, two leg same game parlay. Uh, this one is in the NFL like yours. Uh, this one has no player props. However, it's a money line with an over the Panthers are showing signs of life. Uh, they got their first win. Their new play caller seems to be putting Bryce young in more suitable situations No, they didn't score a lot of points last week, as we'd hoped. But at home against a wild and inconsistent Colts team where Minshew is going to make some big plays every week, and he's also going to commit turnovers that set the other team up to score, the Panthers are a small dog, about plus 125 on the money line. Combine that with over 43 and a half points. It pays plus 290 at points bet. Let's go 50 bucks to win 145. And um, yes, I am partially just influenced by my need for the Colts to lose this game to help my under six and a half wins bet uh, have a chance of coming in. But uh, I am I'm going to ride with the Panthers here. Panthers money line and the over. This
0: NFL season, I mean, every NFL season is wacky in its own way. But if you were like, you know, if you, how much money would you have bet uh, at what odds if somebody said the most entertaining team in the NFL will be the Colts and <laughs> Richardson will not be part of it?
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, it, you know? that, that's it's pretty wild. Um, but yeah, and yeah, you just never know. They're not like a you don't know what you're going to get from them from week to week. It's like play to play. You just have no yeah. idea what's going to happen. It's
0: fun. Um, all right. My last bet here is just a pure price play. Uh, Taysom Hill plus three seventy five. Uh, I forget where I saw this. Shoot. Well, it's plus three. It is. I plus believe you. Okay. Uh, anytime touchdown for fifty bucks. Uh, he scored three in the last two weeks. They've kind of unleashed him in the over the last three weeks. He's been a lot more active in their offense. Mm-hmm. And this is just a price play. Like Hill. Like if if they're going to give him the ball ten twelve times a game, like they've been doing the last few weeks, he's going to score more than five touchdowns. Like for the season, you know right. what I mean. So uh, pure price play here at plus 375. I mean, yeah. I, it, should be like, it should be like plus 200. So Yeah,
1: yeah, that seems like a, a great price. Who, they're, they're against someone bad this week. Home, Arizona? Against Home against the Bears. The Bears, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, that's a tremendous price. Okay. Um, for my final bet this week, I'm going back to the well with Service Academy College Football. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you'll recall, I snuck out an ugly win with Navy plus 11.5 versus Air Force. Now I'm taking Army plus 18.5 versus Air Force. Yes, Air Force is way better. There ain't no. They'll win this game. But uh, these teams like to slow it down and run the ball. And it's just hard to win by 19 or more points in that sort of matchup. Again, I don't know shit about college football. So I'm going to play it conservative in terms of the bankroll. I'm just betting half a unit like I did last time. But it's minus 108 at DraftKings. My uh, my odd shopping skills will save us a dollar if we do happen to lose $54 to win 50 Army plus 18 and a half.
0: Lovely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know uh, anything about college football either, but I like it.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. And it's time now for Bagels and Locks. Jeff, you won easily with the over in Eagles Commanders. Well done. You improved to five and one. I got absurdly lucky with Terry McLaurin over fifty-eight and a half yards in that game. He had 40 in the first half. I was feeling good. Then he kept dropping catchable balls in the second half. He was stuck at, I believe, 45 yards. The Eagles should have run out the clock, but DeAndre Swift stupidly ran into the end zone. Washington got an extra drive, and they scored, and Swift's error actually threatened to cost the Eagles the game. But anyway, McLaurin caught another ball on that garbage-time drive and got to 63 yards, and I won. Uh, I am now 4-2, and two, respectable. Uh, Jeff, Mr. Five and 5-1, you're up first this week.
0: Uh yeah, I'm gonna go. This is a as it turns out, it's a plus money bet over at DraftKings at plus 105. But I'm gonna take uh the New England Patriots over two and a half touchdowns.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: So again, this is I mean the Commanders are giving up the touchdowns left and right. They traded away their top, you know, two of their top defensive players. I I just I fail to see how the Patriots don't win this game. I fail to see how the Patriots don't score at least three touchdowns so
1: there it is all right i like it a, a plus money lock well, look at yeah. this guy putting it all on the line is that something <laughs> um so for my lock i have been torn between two small favorites in this week's huge afc games um i love the chiefs minus one against miami and germany the line dropped a point and a half because of mahomes's hand injury but come on he's playing it's his non-throwing hand the Dolphins are, we've said before, they're good against bad teams and mediocre against good teams. I love Kansas City, minus one. And the Bengals, minus one and a half against Buffalo. They, for the last couple of years, they've had the Bills number. Burrow seems all the way healthy now. I wish I'd jumped on Cincy on the opening number of plus two and a half. That was a crazy bad number. But uh, this is still a lock to cover, in my opinion. <sighs> Not sure which one to go with. I I think I'll go with the Chiefs. They're 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 minus one, so it's you know half point shorter. But I, I just really don't see them losing this one after the stinker against Denver last week. I consider it a, it a lock at minus two and a half, so it's it's definitely a lock at minus one.
0: Do we know if Taylor is uh, traveling?
1: Taylor, which Taylor? Who are we talking Swift. about? Oh, <laughs> here I am thinking of the last name Taylor, trying to figure out which uh, injured Chiefs player <laughs> you were talking about. Uh, we don't know, but was she at the Denver game? She, she was not. Oh, she wasn't. Oh, OK. See, I haven't I haven't been following the, that news closely enough. Uh, what the but... fuck is
0: wrong with you? How do you mean you're not following that? It's the only important news in the world. I don't know. My daughter my daughter
1: didn't mention it to me.
0: <laughs> Jesus, Eric. Sorry.
1: Sorry. I have failed. <laughs> I will I will hand in my podcasting badge uh, as soon as we finish recording.
0: Yeah, please. I mean, and, gotta, and, my, and, and my gun. I didn't know that we had guns.
1: Yeah, yo, you didn't get it. You didn't get a podcasting gun issued.
0: I did not. I did not get my better collective gun.
1: <laughs> Talk to HR. All right. <laughs> all right. That'll do it for this episode of Gamble On. Thanks everybody out there for listening, and thanks again to this week's guest, Justin Freeman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Raskin and Jeff at Jeff Edelstein, and follow US Bets at US underscore Bets. Go to USBets.com for all the latest news and analysis from the world of gambling, and subscribe to this podcast on Megaphone, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or anywhere else. And with that, Jeff, please take us out.
0: So I'll tell you this much. If ESPN Bet and you know Penn Entertainment are, are serious about market share, right, they, they really better make sure that they're going to offer up some really decent deposit uh, bonus money, not only to new customers, of which there's probably like six people left in <laughs> the 17 states that don't <laughs> right. have a sportsbook account that want one. So But to current Barstool users, right? I mean, listen, it's unclear what's going to happen when I eventually get around to downloading the ESPN bet, which I will do immediately once it launches, right? Mm -hmm. But I have to imagine, I'm guessing, that as a current Barstool pen customer, there's not going to be a big old bonus waiting for me, you know? But you know what? I'm used to bonusing. I am an American sportsbook customer. This is the world that we live in as created by the sportsbooks. There is zero reason, zero reason for me to use the ESPN Bet app unless either I'm getting better odds, which I don't think I will be. It's not like they're like some, you know, it's not like this is like profit exchange or circa or something, right? Or there's a pot of gold waiting for me, you know, with some kind of deposit bonus um oh and also C. by the way i'm currently limited to like almost nothing at barstool is that mm. going to be lifted is it is it you know is it a brand new day or is it just you know more of the same you know so here's the thing right attention espn bet you want to make a splash you want to get market share you're gonna to have to fork over the promo money man give me some of that give me a little deposit bonus give me 100 bucks that's all i'm asking for a little deposit bonus money because if you don't do that why am i going to start betting with you it doesn't make any sense my, uh, by the way, my username is Neil Cassidy, uh, ESPN bet. So, you know, just might uh, type that into the thing there. And uh, with that, Eric, I have well, but one thing left to say as I stutter through the end of this podcast, as the music plays. And it's this. Gamble on.